ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Episode 109. 109. Now, I know I don't... I, I mean, I probably shouldn't open up the show about weather again. But this is actually kind of freaking me out. If you have not been paying attention, or if you haven't been looking outside, if you've been living in California, it's been pretty rainy for the past week. Now, I know I'm harping up on this again, but this is actually something that's kind of interesting to me, and maybe a little bit concerning to other people out there. What's being forecasted for the next week, maybe even two weeks ahead, is a lot of rain, and potentially flooding, and I'm not one to freak out about weather, I'm not one to really freak out like about storms and stuff, but I actually am I'm freaking out a little bit with this one, and I'll tell you why. When language is being thrown around that I'm not really sure of, or I've never heard before, that causes me to be a little bit more on the nervous side. You might be asking what kind of language you're talking about, Alex. Well, I'm going to tell you right now what I'm talking about. Over the past couple days, I've been following a couple of accounts on Twitter, you know, meteorologists and scientists and, you know, climate experts and stuff like that. And, you know, normally I would just kind of describe the next weather event that's coming as like just like a storm or another storm, you know, storm, uh, maybe an El Nino, something like that. Well, it it took until like this year, right? In 2023, March of 2023, that I heard a new term being used to describe what's about to uh come over California and that being called an atmospheric river. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I've ever heard of that term before being used to descri- describe a storm system coming to California. I've heard of, like I said, El Nino, La Nina, but I've never heard of atmospheric river. Now, when I heard that, I'm thinking like, oh my God, like, is it going to be like a, you know, like a, like look like a river, like on a radar system where it's just like a little, a line that could be like a river, but just like full of rain and that's all it is. And that's just like, what they're calling it because it kind of resembles a river? Is it going to be enough to dump like a river's amount in its path? Like, I'm not really sure like what that really meant. All I know is that it kind of freaked me out. I was like, this is like something that I've never heard of. This term being used in a way, I'm actually a little concerned about that. Number one, because how long is it going to last? I've heard up to two weeks. Now, I think I am perfectly fine with that, but other areas around us, are they going to be fine? What about the mountains in the north? That's full of snow, and I also heard that it's going to be warmer rain. Now, it's been pretty chilly here lately, like I've told you guys, but if that is warmer rain and a warmer climate, you know, this atmospheric river, if it's going to be warmer than we've, what we've been having in the past, that just means it's going to be, you know, melt the snow in the mountains much faster. Now, where's all that snow going to go? It's going to turn to water. It's going to be flooding. Now, I'm not, I don't know, like, how that's all going to work out. If we have dams in place to, you know, collect water, you know, keep water in or let water out, what are we going to do? I truly have no idea, but it is concerning. I guess the one positive thing that we can say about this whole thing is that I'm pretty sure we're out of the drought right now. I'm pretty sure that we were in a drought before all this rain, and all this rain that's coming is going to be expelling that drought, which is a good thing, right? Like that's a, that's a that's something that is good news. I think we all were like, yeah, finally, it's about time. Now, of course, we have been getting rain for like the past like three months of this new year and even back in 2022 towards the end of that year, like maybe in October, November, some December rains. 
here and there. And now we're getting one, seems to be like maybe one final push of rain. I don't know. I can't really look into the future all that far, except for about two weeks on my Weather Channel app. But I think that's going to be probably it for the remainder of the spring season heading into summer. And we're not even really in spring yet, are we? Has it happened yet? Has it happened? I'm not too sure. I don't know when the uh, the the seasons change. Like at the off the top of my head, I'm just not you know into that kind of stuff. I should be, but I'm really not. Um, so it's a little concerning. I will report on you if I have to, if I'm underwater within the next week. Hopefully, I, w- I will be able to find a dry patch somewhere in the state where I can record the next episode, because if I don't, and my house is underwater, you probably won't get an episode next week, but hopefully, hope, hope, hoping everything goes okay, according to plan, meaning my house is still, you know, above ground, and not submerged in water, and I don't have to float away on a boat or something like that, or get rescued by the Coast Guard, uh, everything should be cool. If everything works out, you'll get an episode next week. Hopefully no delays. If there happens to be the second coming of a flood, the the same flood that Jesus experienced, or was it Moses, or was it Noah, I can't remember who, but whichever but biblical figure experienced the flood, it feels like that's coming. But we'll see. Maybe it's all like, you know... uh just anticipation they're preparing us for the worst and maybe it won't actually be that bad but maybe again i could be on a raft heading down somewhere because my house is flooded could you imagine that that would be quite terrible but then again we'll see we'll see how everything holds up as far as i know uh the air probably is going to be pretty damn clear pretty damn uh clear air for the next two weeks with all this precipitation we're getting. Now, I'm no expert in um, uh, air pollution or uh, allergies in the air or toxins in the air. But I'm pretty dang sure that the water from rain, you know, natural rain, will knock down whatever is in the air, at least the particles at least, into the ground. You know, that's why, you know... Whenever you have a period where you have no rain, it could look pretty hazy. And then after it does rain, it's crystal clear. I can only imagine that it's going to be crystal clear for the next two weeks or so. So that's a positive. That makes me happy. You know, hopefully we'll be able to see the sun out. If this is truly going to be a crazy atmospheric river and we're going to get a lot of precipitation... I would like to probably predict that I won't see the sun all that often. But then again, I've been wrong about many things in my life throughout my entire existence. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just overreacting. Maybe I'm I I don't know like what I'm talking about. And you know, for the most part, I don't know what I am talking about. Nothing makes sense to me. I've never been the person to um, to really research stuff, to really look into stuff all that much. I just really know like the base of the information, and I've heard it's been called an atmospheric river with a lot of precipitation. I mean, you can kind of look at predictions and weather maps and weather charts and radars and precipitation maps for the future, you know, predictions. And I've been seeing like six feet of water in the Sierra Nevadas within like the next two weeks or maybe even a week. I can't remember the time period, but like, oh my God, that is a ton of water for like the span of two weeks. Six feet? Now, we talk that inches is pretty, you know, is like six inches is a lot of rain. Six feet, however? This whole state might be underwater by next week. I I truly might be in a boat. I might have to be rescued by the Coast Guard. There might be a new coast where I am. My, my house might be an, in a beach. 
I might be on the, you know, my, we might become a beach town for all I know. Jesus Christ. It definitely sounds that it could be that bad. But then again, these are all predictions. I mean, how many times do you look on your weather app and it says raindrops? A little icon with a little cloud icon, and little water drops coming from that little cloud icon, and you're expecting precipitation, you're expecting rain, you're expecting water to fall from the sky, and nothing happens. Now, it's happened before. It might have ha- and, and you know it, you know what? It might happen again. But until it you know the day passes and we're out of that, you know, we're out of that uh, prediction zone. Where we can be like, oh, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. Until we're out of that, I'll be like, I'll be okay, we're cool. We made it through. But until that that time comes, I'll be watching out for that. You know, last week, um, I was actually kind of bamboozled because I thought I saw a UFO. I'll be honest. Um, my mom actually texted my sister. My sister told me that she saw a UFO where she was working. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, go outside. And I looked outside, and it was already dark. And I saw two, uh, two what looked to like to be bright lights in the sky, right next to each other. And I saw no other stars in the sky, which was bizarre as well. I just saw these two dots, very bright dots. Like, they could have been stars, but I didn't know. And they didn't even move. And I'm thinking like, okay, they're very bright. They look kind of close, but I'm not sure. Um, And then I started to record. And I was recording. I took pictures. I'm like, look at this shit. Thinking I sent some of it to my friends to whom I got no responses. Of course, they think I'm crazy, that I'm cuckoo. So I'm thinking to myself in the moment, you know, after a couple minutes after I sent that, I'm like, I saw a UFO. Like that's a UFO. What am I doing? Why? Why I should be outside, making signs, trying to communicate. What am I? What am I doing? And then I start to search uh, UFO on Twitter hashtag UFO, and then I'm getting it pictures and images and people tweeting about it from other parts of the state, and some like northern, southern. Central California, all over, right? I'm like, huh, this is odd. What's going on? And then my brother said he read a tweet from NASA saying that if you're lucky on the West Coast, you will be able to see two bright lights. These are not stars. And I believe what it was was Saturn and Jupiter. For some reason, the Earth and its, you know, rotation around the the sun and and likely with theirs kind of aligned perfectly where we could see them bright as hell and super close looking and I guess like you know that was Jupiter and Saturn and I was duped because I wanted it to be a UFO so badly I was ready I was like are they going to come out right now and take me with them my life would have been complete at that moment And I would have been like, ah, finally, this is what I've always wanted. This is what I've dreamt of. Could you imagine that? If that was actually a UFO. I was so, I was so like, this is it. Finally. And then I got that buzzkill tweet from NASA. And everyone pretty much confirming it. Like, ah, nah. One friend responded. Or was it my brother? He responded. Those are planets, idiot. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? You're crazy. And then sure enough, fucking NASA, of all the organizations to be buzzkillers, NASA is the number one buzzkiller of UFO fun. They just are. Why? Because they got telescopes, they got satellites, they got cameras, they got sensors. They got rockets, they got starships, they got spaceships, they got all the technology that they can just like, a fucking telescope just to be like, no, not a UFO, debunk. It's like, shit, man, fuck. I was so excited, I was ready to to actually, 
you know, be what, do my purpose and do what I was supposed to do for my entire existence being born on this planet to communicate with other alien life, if that was even possible. I thought so. I was, con- I was convinced. I was ready. And yet I was disappointed at the end. Is it partially my fault? Yes. Yeah, it is my fault. I got too excited. I was ready. I was in the middle of the street in my neighborhood taking a video. What kind of buffoon do you think that my neighbors thought that I was at that moment in time? Because I know they saw me. They had to have seen me. You know, they can't just go uh, that long with seeing someone, you know, in the street put it, pointing his phone camera, you know, at the sky, at these two dots in the sky. Because let me tell you, man, they were super bright and it was raining. My, I, I, you know, I, I did not see any other stars. I'm thinking to myself, what's going on? Is, are they putting up a show? Is the sky like like a blank screen for these guys to communicate with us, for us to see them? What is going on? Truly didn't know what was happening. I was confused. And then I'm guessing, you know, what I'm guessing is this. They were so bright in that position of the sky that I couldn't see any other stars around them because they were that bright. That's what I'm thinking. And you know what, how people say the city lights and the light all around at night, it drowns out the stars in the sky because your eyes are so fixed and adjusted to the light around you that when you look up in the sky, you probably can't see that many stars because your eyes are not adjusted all the time for stars. And it all kind of made sense, and I'm like, wow. I'm a big dummy. Truly am a big dummy. But, you know, it was worth a shot, you know. I was ready. I was convinced. I was prepared. I'm like, well, if you're here, do something. Make a move. Show me that you want me. Show me that you're here. Give me a sign. Sure enough, no sign happened. When I was seeing text and, and uh, not text, but tweets, like I said, from other parts of the state, I'm like, Okay, well, at least if this UFO is as big as a fucking two planets, then it's not, then it's not a UFO. It's planets. And I'm like, fuck, man. Uh, It bummed me out. Now, that was after I recorded the show, and I was like, oh, great. Nothing to talk about. You know, maybe save it for some other time. But then, and the other time is this week, and then it makes me look like a buffoon. Like an actual idiot, a star searcher, a sky searcher, wanting to find answers but not finding anything. You know, I'll tell you, man, I have never once been more disappointed in my entire life than this. I have failed tests, I have failed exams, I have failed papers, I have failed classes, I have failed driver's exams, I have failed people, failed employees, failed bosses, failed teachers, failed professors... But I failed myself big time, getting myself a little too hyped up for that shit, for it to be nothing. Just planets. Two planets. Ones we already know. Oh, well, I mean, what are you going to do? What could you possibly do? What's crazy is, though, is that I'm able to see them that closely. Like, they, they look like they were, like, something in the sky, like, not too far away. But they're planets. They're like light years away from us. And they're so much bigger than us that they look like stars. How does that even make any sense? Like, how, how does a planet look like a sun? It doesn't make any sense. Or look like a star. Like, how would that even work? Could you imagine? You know that when we get pictures of the planets in space, like... They are lit up because the sun is reaching them all the way from where the sun is to them. Isn't that crazy? And yet, on those planets, from what we know, from what we've been told, there is no life on them. Nothing. You know, no, probably no bacteria, no organisms, you know, multicellular, single cellular, no organisms of life that we know are on that planet that have life. And the sun reaches them 
just as probably, well, probably not as good as it reaches us, but, you know, eventually the sun will get there and light it up, light the planet up and make it look like a star from where we are. And yet there's nothing there that we know of. You know, it's crazy. I don't know. The one thing that really, like, puzzles me, that makes me curious, is Mars, though. Like, Mars, to me, there could have been something there. There's already been, you know, traces of water and uh, ice caps and uh, terrain, canyons, mountains, shit like that. Like, bro, who knows, what if there was something there that we have no idea was there? You know, I mean, like, it's crazy. There's so much that we don't know about, like, anything out there. We are so blind to the world out there. Could you imagine if we saw something crazy, like, not just in space, but, like, in the ocean, You know how much we don't know about the ocean either? We know so little about the ocean that it keeps people up at night. Like, we have not, I don't think we've ever been able to get to the bottom of the ocean, which is crazy because maybe at one point in time, the, 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 um, the bottom of the ocean would have been the surface of the planet. Right, it had to have been at one point, and then water, you know, was formed some way somehow, and then you know a bunch of like combustion and shit, and it, and and then we get like the continents, and then land and volcanoes and shit. It's crazy, you know that volcanoes are like what kind of pretty much made up the the crust and land on the planet, like all the you know, the um, volcanoes exploding and erupting and emerging and all the lava cooling, it, it, it kind of like made portions of the land on this planet, you know? It's weird. It's weird to think that because we think of volcanoes as just like, you know, little things, like little, like, like not, not as big as a mountain, but like a, like a hole in the crust of the earth, that you that pretty much is like the gateway to the the center of the earth like you can like that's where all the the lava is magma you know all that stuff that kind of like makes the crust of the earth makes the crust of you know where we live and spews out lava and we also kind of forget that volcanoes like that can uh, erupt and if they erupt big enough, they can be catastrophic. Like, I think that some, like, 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 uh, volcanoes have the potential to be, like, as destructive as, like, a thousand nuclear bombs. Isn't that crazy? That That's just something that we, you know, we don't take for granted for. But, like, we, as a society, just kind of walk around and moats around, like, eh, look, volcano, cool. That's awesome. That's that's sick. That's cool to look at, but it's like, dude, that thing could like end us all if it wanted to. If the time is up, if time is if the time is now and that thing erupts and it erupts badly, like that could be the final blow to society on this planet, to life on this planet. Just one bad day for that volcano and boom, it's over. Reset, redone, goodbye forever. You know, me and you done, donezo dead it's crazy that's what i'm actually kind of afraid of is like these uncontrollable natural disasters like um, volcanoes hurricane not hurricanes but like earthquakes and uh oh asteroids meteors that thing freaks me out i've seen i've seen like way too many videos way too many videos of like scientifical breakdowns of how the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs even happened, that it was so big, the asteroid was so big and so gigantic that it was, like, burning the atmosphere. As it entered, it, like, warmed up the entire atmosphere. 
and made it so hot and hard for you to breathe and you would essentially begin to melt because it was so hot. Like that shit freaks me out. Like that is like an uncontrollable, monumental, gargantuan amount of force that for one, you have no control over. If it happens, you're done within an instant and it could happen at any moment, literally any moment at the, at any time. Isn't it crazy how fragile we are as a planet? How fragile we are, not only as a society, but as a species. We are so fragile. We have very, very, very little control of what we can of what we can control on this planet. There'll be hurricanes, tornadoes, tropical storms. We can rebuild off of that. But if a freaking volcano blows up and it emits energy like with a thousand plus nuclear bombs that's not good you probably can't even recover from that like in this lifetime and then multiply that by even a thousand and a giant asteroid or meteor hit the planet that's might that might even be even worse and then it's just like in the blink of, a, uh, of an eye the species is done and you think that, you know, the meteor is big, but it's nowhere as big as Earth. But having something like that just go at an insanely in, insane rates of speed, right? Just through space, through space where it's not meeting with any resistance. It's just going in that direction at crazy amounts of speeds. And then it actually breaks in through the atmosphere, which, believe it or not, I think would actually slow it down a little bit because it's actually hitting atmosphere and air. But it not fat, it wouldn't slow it down enough for it to just make a huge impact and just ripple across the planet, destroying everything in its path. Isn't that crazy that that's possible, and that it already happened, or at least scientists say that it actually happened and killed off the dinosaurs? That that is insane. That's incredible. It's too scary to think about. I think it's way too scary. It's too much to think about. It's too much. It, it, you know. As much as I think about it, as much as I, I think in my mind about that happening before and it, if the possibilities of it happening happening again, it's too much to think about that you just waste your life away. Like, I don't want to live in a world where all I do is think about how we will all die. I definitely don't want to think about that. It's too much and too pointless to do that because... You know, when, let's say it does happen, right? The asteroid is coming. We have no way to stop it. It's going to hit us. And then we're gone. That is way too much to think about. Way too much to think about. And way too much to just keep in your head. Because it's, at the end of the day, it's pointless. Because in your lifetime, it might not even happen. It might just be, you know... A thousand years from now. And the people at that time will have to deal with that. But you will not have to deal with that. You will not have to deal with that and you will be fine. You'll be fine and nothing will nothing will trouble you about that. You'll be no worries at all. But at the same time, it can happen. It can just come out of the blue. Come in our way with no way to stop it. And that, that would suck, wouldn't it? You know, but I think that the if like you ever see that movie don't look up i never saw it but i saw the i heard the premise of it the the synopsis and the spoiler alert i i mean again i haven't seen it so i don't think i'm gonna spoil it but the synopsis is that these two scientists know that the meteor is coming that will annihilate uh the planet and the government doesn't want them to talk about it because it would cause mass hysteria you know because you know there's certain things in the world that you can't talk about because the government knows that if you, you know, uh, talk about certain stuff, you know, um, if, if you let the public know about certain things that has ha that have happened in the world, not, not even just your country, but in the world, then people will lose their shit. And they were like saying, no, you can't promote that. You can't say that. You can't say that this meteor is going to come kill us because that will ruin everyone's, uh, you know, uh, uh, morale and be, make everybody sad and i'm not sure if, if in the movie did they have a way to beat it i don't think that they did i think it was going to come either way but i don't know uh but 
there's like other things out there that the, 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 the higher ups, the people who run the planet don't want us to know about, you know, what if they do know that aliens exist? Do they just tell people or do they say, no, we can't tell people because that'd ruin everybody's life and religion would be essentially dead. And, um, everything that we've been living is a lie and we can't do that to the, the public of the world. Because if they find out the aliens exist, then Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddha, all them religions are dead. You know, because I believe in those religions. I believe, don't quote me, but I do believe that all of those gods made, you know, people out of their image or whatever. You know, that that whole kind of like creationism of I made you because of me or something like that. And if there's aliens in the world, then, I mean, was God an alien? I don't think so. At least not depicted in the in the ancient texts of religion. Then, 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 then that means that uh, you know, that religion is debunked. It's fake. It's phony, and it doesn't exist. So, which you know, I think I am already prepared for that because I want the aliens to come so badly. But other people don't want that to happen. And if that does happen, their world would be shattered, and it would probably be you know very different from that for for them to continue to live and to continue to prosper in this planet. Um, maybe religion is like their entire existence and their entire being. And if that is shattered by extraterrestrials and other beings that are from a, another planet, maybe even another galaxy, then we're kind of screwed. Not just because, you know, we know that they exist and that they're capable of do, doing things that we cannot do, but just the causing of mass hysteria of, People also being like, well, what do we do? Why? How long have you known? Are they friendly? What if the government says they are not friendly? Then people are like, well, why didn't you tell us back then if they're not friendly? Do we have a chance? Are they going to kill us? It's just crazy. You know, people will react in a certain way that other people don't want them to react in. You know, it's like telling your kids it's going to be all right. It's like telling your kids like, hey, everything's cool. It's fine when everything really is not okay. What are you, but you're, are you going to tell your kids that, hey, everything's bad right now. You know, we don't have money. We might have to move. We might lose the house. No, you're not going to tell them that. Like, what if you're in a situation where they're going to take away your house, right? You're not going to tell your kid, yeah, our house is gone. We have to leave now. You're probably not going to say that. You're probably going to be like, we're just going to go to grandma's for a few days. You know, everything's fine, you know, and because you, you that just causes more fucking panic and hysteria. Like, what if you're, you know, you're a little kid, and your mom tells you that we have no house. <laughs> that that'll be crazy, right? That that's gonna be, that 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 wouldn't go smoothly. So I get I get why they do that. I get why there's things that are secretive. Why there's things that you know you, you wait the people they wait so long to leak information with stuff. I understand that. You know, I understand the ways of the world. The way the world works is a crazy way, and it's a. It's a it's a way of it's a way of lies and deceptions, and being slow, and and being uh, timely and uh, waiting for the information to truly build up. It's crazy, but I get why they do it. Mass hysteria is definitely something that you know we have to. As much as I want the truth about aliens, about UFOs. We we kind of can't go that route. It would not benefit anybody. It would not benefit people. It would only make it worse. Not everybody's as eager as I am to leave this planet. Not everybody is as eager as me to have to know the true purpose of humanity in the universe. We probably know that answer. The Men in Black, and I'm, I'm I don't mean Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones, but the. Uh, the men in black, you know, the, the secret services, the men in suits, the people who know how the world works and how the world ticks, they probably already know those answers. And they probably already know, you know, how to bestly deliver those answers in a respectable time period that won't cause mass hysteria. You know, they probably already know that. How do they know that? How 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 is anybody trained to do that? How does anybody in that position think that, oh, we can't tell people this? How like, First of all, how do we know? How do how, how does how do other people know when it is okay to tell people how things actually work? How? If we are the people that make up these rules and these same people, you know, have like 
some kind, you know, will probably react, react, you know, or want to know these inf- this information. Who who makes that decision? Is it somebody who's like completely, you know, emotionless? Is it someone who has been vetted, you know, constantly to make sure that they will not break any oaths and tell truths and tell things that will jeopardize, you know, their maybe their livelihood, maybe they're all under the gun. Maybe if they speak about something, they're dead. You know, maybe it might be that. That could be a situation. Like, what if, you know, you ha- you're you holding on to some secret, a uh, government secret, and if you speak about it, your whole family's dead. Well, I guess that could be a good reason. That could be a reason to keep your mouth shut. But, you know, it, I guess it all really depends on who you tell. And, you know, if that, if those people are able to be trusted in in that kind of, you know, stuff. But nonetheless, I think that there's stuff out there. I know how we got away with that. We, we we started talking about those two stupid planets that I thought were UFOs. But hey, man, I haven't talked about UFOs in a while. Like actual UFOs and what, what I think. Um, but, you know, there's always... <sighs> UFOs are so much fun. Thinking about that shit is so much fun. For me, maybe not for everybody else, but, you know, get you know, stay woke out there. Come on, come on, figure it out. Look Look around. Look at how people interact with others and see how they treat each other when they know something that they shouldn't know or know something that you should not know. You know, it's just it's just a it's just a observation. Ugh. Speaking of Will Smith, I watched uh, last Saturday. Uh, Chris Rock's new special on Netflix, his live special on Netflix. And I got to tell you, man, this might be one of my favorite new specials in the recent year. I mean, I've seen Chris Rock's specials, and he always kills. He's a, he's a talented comedian, one of the best comedians out there, one of the OG comedians from, like, the 90s, like, one of my staples. I love Chris Rock. I think he's super funny, super talented, He's so much better a comic than he is an actor. As much as I love Chris Rock and Grown Ups and in Madagascar and other stuff that he's in, I love him as a comic. I think that's where he's his best. He's his most talented when he's unhinged and unleashed. I think that's where he's like the best. And this latest special man, Outrage, on Netflix right now. You can stream it or watch it, whatever. It was awesome. And they did this whole thing where it was like a live presentation where they had like a pre-show and a build-up and an after-show. You know, it was pretty cool. It was all right. Like, they had some pretty cool acts to start off the show that, in my opinion, weren't the best. I mean, like, they had BJ Smoove not really do a stand-up routine, but kind of do like a little bit of a skit. They had Leslie Jones doing a a set, which she was all right. Uh, And then we got to Chris Rock and this guy just absolutely slayed in Baltimore it was awesome he went from you know talking about politics to uh gender and to obviously you know the elf in the room uh the slap that happened at the Oscars with Will Smith and he had some incredible jokes with that and I was always you know going to like I was always kind of fearful that you know him being a comic and him, you know, him being more of like a, I know, I know he's a comic first and foremost. He's a, he's a comedian, but he also kind of was a little kind of really Hollywood. Like he did a lot of movies. He was like a producer on things. He was an animation, like I said, movies. And like he, he hadn't done a whole lot of stand-up specials when he was a big time actor in, in movies. And I'm not saying like he didn't like the craziest budget movies, but he had it yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was still an actor in Hollywood. But, um, you know, when you get comedians that do specials that go against the grain of Hollywood and elitism and celebrityism, you know, like they've found, they've, they, they've come back to the light. They've come back to who they really are. And in this special man, Chris Rock becomes that comedian Chris Rock again. And it was great to see. And man, he went into Will Smith. He went into Jada Pinkett Smith. He went into Harry and Meghan Markle. He, I mean, he destroyed the Kardashians. My God, 
What a special. What a night. I haven't laughed that hard at a special in a long time. And just, you know, just so you know, if you're, you know, if you're anti-comedy for you know these crazy people that don't like to laugh, I challenge you to watch this special with an open mind and don't go in it like, you know, if you laugh, you lose. That should never really be anybody's stance on comedy. You know, some people that like to show uh, comic routines, funny things, they will try their very, very hardest not to laugh. Why? Because Louis C.K. said this the best. He says, when people laugh at a joke, at a comic, that person is surrendering to them being funny. Some people want to go into the into a show or a you know watch a movie or something and someone says it's funny they'll be like all right let me see if it's funny and when they laugh or if they laugh they surrender to that opinion they surrender to yes it is funny and you laughed some people don't want to because they want to hold their own they want to stand by what they say they want to they want to prove you wrong they want to prove the person who thinks that this is funny wrong and that is sick absolutely sick and disgusting behavior, especially towards comedy, which is supposed to make you laugh. And laughing, in my opinion, is one of the best feelings of all time. There is nothing better than having a gut-busting joke and you laughing at it and hysterically. Now, people in you know modern day try to hold back laughs and they'll laugh and they'll say like, that's wrong, which yeah, you can't say that, but as long as you laughed and as long as you relieved that built-up tension... I think that that that's good for everybody. I think laughing is incredibly, incredibly important in in today's society and in every society, every part of society. Laughter is so important, and that's why I think that you should check out Chris Rock special. It's so funny. It's so worth it. It's enjoyable, and it just it's it's it was live too. Like the whole thing was live, and he only messed up one joke once towards the end, but. I mean, what do you expect? It was live. Like, he did everything live. Like, a lot of the times, when people film a special, they, like, do, like, two shows or three shows, and they kind of cut and edit it within those three shows or two shows and put it all together to make one, you know, put-together special. The fact that Chris Rock was able to do this entire thing pretty much with no errors except for one was pretty fantastic, or at least one that I could see. Was pretty fantastic, and truly shows that he is like one of the the top, top, top comedians and top, top, top performers that we have today. Truly spectacular special, and one that I think that you should check out. If you were on his side, you know, which I think a lot of people are, when Will Smith smacked the shit out of him, when he smacked his ass and you know said, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." By the way. As much as I'm as much as I am on Chris Rock's side, that was an incredible moment in in TV history, an incredible moment, an absolutely hilarious moment in TV history. But I'm on Chris Rock's side, and I still like Will Smith's movies. You know, he he did a wrong thing, he did a bad thing, but incredible moment in TV, one of the funniest and best moments I've ever seen on live television. And I'm on Chris Rock's side. Just just to be fair. Just to make it clear. Fantastic, fantastic special. Alright. Moving on to some news that I didn't really want to talk about. But I guess I will talk about. And <clears throat> it's not that I don't care. It's just like I'm not sure what to make of any of this now. What to make of any of this. Now if you don't know. I was at one point a Star Wars fan. I was, at one point, a pretty big Star Wars fan. And I was really, really, you know, positive on, like, the sequel trilogy when I saw Episode 7. It's like, this movie's fucking lit. I saw Episode 8. I'm like, this is fucking lit. This is a crazy middle part. This is a crazy dark movie. This is a crazy thing that just happened. How do they build onto this and finish it in the ninth movie? What's going to happen? At that point, I was in all game. I'm like, what are we going to do? How are we going to conclude this? What's going to happen? How, how, how does any of this finish? The ninth movie comes out, The Rise of Skywalker. 
it shits the bed, in my opinion. It reverts everything that happened in Episode Eight, made it completely unnecessary, doesn't finish anything that's set up or anything, and it just shoes, shoehorns in Emperor Palpatine, and then it's just a big mess. And the way that movie ends, and the way that all concludes, has poisoned the other movies for me. And it makes me not even give a shit about the sequel trilogy at all. I don't give a fuck about it at all. It's crazy. How much how much how much endings can either make or break stories. And listen, I understand people saw the 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 cracks in the armor before, you know, during as they were in mid watch of episode seven. People were already calling their bluff and calling their bullshit. I was not one of them. Do I wish I was one of them? No. I don't regret anything that I've ever said about them. Not one thing. I still think The Force Awakens is an incredibly fun movie. It's a fun watch just to watch. It's so cool. Episode 8 has still got some really cool moments. Got the worst scene in Star Wars history though, by the way. When Leia flies in, in, in space, I want to throw up every time. Want to throw up every time. It's that bad. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the worst thing. It's got a pretty cool fight scene. A pretty pouty Luke Skywalker, which I'm kind of iffy on. I understand why he wanted to do that. Why he would cut himself away from the Force. He had a big loss. I understand that. But I still think that if your sister wants you, if your buddies need you, I think that you're still going to be able to motivate yourself to help out your friends and family. I really, really do. And then episode 9 just kind of ruins him. Makes everything irrelevant from the past. Got totally different characters from then. Doesn't make any sense. No one, Nothing's really resolved. People change too quickly. People are just shoehorned in a new plot, a new character arc, and it's just a mess. Snoke is dead. Kylo Ren becomes a good guy, which is like, come on. What are we... It's the same fucking thing all over again. It hurt me to my core. <clears throat> Hurt me to my soul. And that was the last uh, Star Wars movie to ever hit the big screen. The Rise of Skywalker. I believe it was December 20th, 2019. And then we've had a drought of films and have been, you know, uh, blessed with some good TV like The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett for most episodes, for a lot of a lot of good episodes, but some bad ones. We got the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which was not good in my opinion. In fact, a very, very, very disappointing show. Then we got Andor, which I dug. A lot of people didn't. Kind of kind of mixed bag on that one, but I think more positive than negative. And now we got season three of Mandalorian kicking off as we speak. It's now airing. <clears throat> and yet no films. Up until recently, I think like maybe today or even yesterday, I think. Actually, a couple days ago, the news came out that uh, that Patty Jenkins' uh, Rogue Squadron movie and the Kevin Feige-produced Star Wars film are no longer being developed at Lucasfilm. Now, I'll say this. Is this shocking? No. Anything under the umbrella, and I hate to say it, but under the umbrella, I, I'm, I know I'm going to get shit on for this because people are fucking losers, but the facts are facts, and it seems like everything that's under the umbrella of Kathleen Kennedy at Star Wars, at Lucasfilm, gets either canceled, delayed, butchered, rewritten, or just comes out as shit every single time. Yes, Rogue One was cool, but that was heavenly saved by one Tony Gilroy because, I don't know, that's still a mystery. That doesn't feel like Gareth Edwards' film was his film shit. I don't know. He's still the director. He's still credited and in the credits as the director of Rogue One. Maybe if I check back on Disney+, Plus, if they edit him out, I don't know. I have no idea. The Han Solo film was supposed to be directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. 
that didn't happen. It was it was it was directed by Ron Howard, who made a very fun movie, but a very basic film. Very basic, very fun though, but basic. Nothing too crazy about it. Just just a fun movie, I thought. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I thought it was fun. Definitely feels weird to not have Harrison Ford, but hey, you know, that's obviously going to happen. You're making a film about Han Solo when he was young. Obviously, that's going to happen, right? Now, did the, did Lucasfilm think that there was going to be that much of a discourse or, or a disagreement when you casted a younger fella as the one Han Solo? They should have. They didn't, though. I mean, they should have, but they're like, yeah, but I think people will adjust. Financially, no, that, didn't, that did not work. It wasn't a success. Kind of fell flat on its face. Made a lot of, didn't make any money at all, really. You know, that, that was it. Now, back to the cancellation of these two films. I'm sad about this. One, because I was looking very much forward to Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron film. You know, she had a pretty cool announcement trailer that, you know, she was, she had this whole story about her, her dad being a fighter pilot and him dying on in, in the act of duty and that she was always waiting for the perfect fighter pilot movie to come out, but it was never there. She said, you know what? I'm going to make the best fighter pilot movie of all time. And what a better universe to do that, to translate the story to than in the Star Wars universe. And she walked in with a, walked out with a, a an X-Wing fighter jumpsuit and helmet and walked up towards like a life-size X-Wing on a tarmat and announced Patty Jenkins is going to direct Rogue Squadron, a Star Wars story by Patty Jenkins. And the whole crowd erupted, even me, I had tears in my eyes. Not even having seen Top Gun Maverick yet, I knew that this was going to be lit as fuck. At that point, I was ready for Top Gun. Like, hey, just so you know, Alex, this is Lucasfilm talking to me. We're going to make a Top Gun movie in Star Wars. Yeah, get excited for that with Patty Jenkins. Let's fucking go. And I was excited. I could not wait. And then a couple days ago, eh, we're not moving forward with that. I just... Why? What? What is happening? Why does this keep happening? Uh, there's just bad leadership at this company, at this studio, man. I'm surprised anything gets done. That's. I'm surprised their TV shows get done. I'll be honest. I know, like, she's like mainly like producing the films, and like I don't think that she does as much with the TV shows as she does with the films. I'll be honest, but. It sounds like the film, the the TV series have much more, you know, a better track record at least of coming out than the films do. Now, I also heard that Obi Wan Kenobi was heavily rewritten because the scripts were too bleak. Uh, I don't know what bleak means, so I, I, actually I'm gonna look it up right now because bleak. I don't know what that means. I know what leak means, but let's look up what bleak means. Bleak. That's not what I typed. I typed in bleak. Give me bleak. Uh, let's see. Well, this is not the definition I wanted, but let's see. Gloomy and depressing. That's a very interesting word to... To make public that it was bleak. I don't understand what she thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was doing on Tatooine. He certainly wasn't being happy, I would think. Why the fuck would he be there? This is a sad time. The Empire has won. It's turmoil in the galaxy. Oppression has been has been taking over these planets by the evil Empire. I'd expect it to be a little bleak, wouldn't you? No, we're going to make it happy. Uh, joy, happy, Mickey Mouse, yeah, let's do that. Uh, what the hell? Not to imagine, not to forget, though, Kevin Feige's film, also cut. Now, that was, I think, like, rumored in 2019, 
I think he became official in 2020, I think. You know, shortly after it was announced that he was going to do it. And I was like, oh, why would... This is weird. Why would he make just one film? Does he just want to do it for fun? or what? But this is a million-dollar decision. Why would it just be for fun? That makes no sense. Um, but he, his thing was kicked... It was, was ended development as well. So, I don't know. I truly don't know, like, what the hell is happening over there. Maybe she's going to leave soon. Maybe she won't. I don't know. It doesn't seem like anything's going to change in the near future. To me, honestly, I think that the best thing for that company, what it would be, is to just restart it. Restart the leadership. Restart the the scripts. Restart the storyboards. Restart the production. Restart everything. Like, like for one thing uh, that I don't give a flying fuck about is this High Republic bullshit. And I remembered I I even brought this up as a topic on the Out of the Ordinary Friends podcast like two years ago that Star Wars is trying to reforge a new mythology to eventually make films and TV shows and maybe even video games from it. Because if you don't know what it is, the High Republic is like, I believe, 200 years before um, The Phantom Menace, I believe, 200 years before that. So it's not like... It's the old Republic that's already been, you know, developed and has stories in and the fans like it. Now, what do they do? They created something that's like similar to it, like long ago before it enough where they could do shit. And they made it so it's like almost like Game of Thronesy and shit and, and you know, old and old timey, old prequely shit, even more prequel than the prequels. Like, hey, look at this, this is new shit. But what are they gonna make out of it? Fucking young adult novels and fucking comic books and coloring books and stupid shit like this has all got to go that high republic shit has got to go no one gives a fuck about that no one cares about that well what do we care about we care about the films the tv and the games i don't give a fuck about any fucking book or comic book that might seem a little harsh but i don't care if, you know, what you're going to tell me, what well, you want me to invest my time in, you want to tell me some stories that actually matter, and you put it in some cool, you know, interesting time period, and what are you going to make? Comic books and books and novels and graphic novels. I don't give up. No. That's not what... Star Wars is about films. Star Wars was built on films. It was made for films. TV, cool too. Really, really cool. Well done TV. But it's meant for films. What are we doing? Why, why are you doing this? Uh, if I sound pissed off, I'm not. Trust me. I, I'm, I've had this argument with people and even with, with myself multiple, multiple times. Trust me. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I, I, I just want them to, to, to make cool shit. Just make cool sh- That Rogue Squadron film was cool shit. That was cool shit. This New Republic. What the f- Sorry. High Republic. Have I been saying New Republic this whole time? High Republic is what I meant to say. That shit's stupid. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? I don't give a fuck. Just make shit cool, man. Make shit cool. Make some cool shit. Make some shit that we want to see. You know, I don't know like what it is with modern day television, modern day films, modern day modern day entertainment. And I I can kind of base this off of a couple things that I've seen. For instance, Halo, the TV show, Rings of Power, potentially all could be really cool. Really cool shit. Inside of that is very, inside of those shows, when you actually watch them, is very, very little cool shit. No battles, no fights, no conflict. Everyone's fighting with themselves. Everyone's like saying, everyone's got mental battles with themselves and what they should do and what they shouldn't do. It's like, what do you, I I don't want to see this in, Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry, I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see some elf and some single mom debate and try to find where their kid, where where the little boy is, where the kid is, where her son is. I'm sorry, I don't want that. What are we doing? First of all, like, you're not important enough. You're just not. And and second of all, I don't want to see, I, I don't, I, I, if, if you're going to do a Halo TV show to depict the Halo, Halo, uh, the human covenant war in Halo. I want to see you actually fight the covenant. Don't talk about the covenant. 
Don't talk about, we have conflicts in this planet and that planet of sieges and attacks and not show a damn thing. Except for one, one, one battle that was pretty cool. But that was it. I don't want to see fucking Master Chief fall in love with some bitch. No offense, but that was stupid. Don't, like, stop lying to yourself. That was stupid. Just all these TV shows that have been coming out, these big properties, these big name properties like Halo and Lord of the Rings, just not cool. Not cool. Silly, overproduced, written too weirdly. Like, I was getting, like, some stupid shit, like... The way they try to make these relationships sometimes and edgy stuff that happens in these shows with, like, relationships between, you know, men and women. Like, they made, like, Chief, like, have, like, a lover. Like, almost felt like it was, like, written for, like, a a side plot in Game of Thrones. It was so stupid. Like, do you actually have ideas? Do you have ideas? Do you know what's cool? The minute I saw Chief romancing with the fucking Maquis bitch, I'm like, holy Christ. What the fuck is happening? What have you, like, like, do you not know what is cool? Now, I want to see fucking Chief kill Covenant and with human sacrifice. And I got none of that. Now, I know this is just a big tangent off of fucking, uh, the Star Wars, you know, studios being just, what's the word? In disagreement with how things should operate moving forward Kathleen Kennedy again the queen of getting nothing done and shelving projects and making shit not happen and and changing shit and modifying shit and shit's too bleak apparently um hey but you know what I mean Force Awakens was sick Rogue One was pretty cool Mandalorian is sick but you know hey Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker didn't matter in the end really I guess that's on you. Um, but yeah. One last thing before I go. The Oscars are this weekend. This coming up weekend. And I have a runner in the race. I got a runner in the race. Best picture. I don't give a fuck about the other fucking categories. Well, best actor, yeah. Uh, best director, yes. Um, but yeah. But I'm going to talk about Best Picture because I got a runner in the race. And he probably isn't going to win, but I sure as hell can fucking root for him as hard as I can. Top Gun Maverick, man. Top Gun Maverick. In my opinion, the best film of the year. Now Again, I haven't seen Banshees. I haven't seen Everywhere, Everything, All at Once, or whatever the fuck it's called. I haven't seen that either. Heard it's fucking amazing. I don't know. We'll see. Is it Top Gun Maverick amazing? I don't know. Heard it's pretty sick. But I don't know. I'll check it out. I mean, the guy who played Data is in it. I have to. He hasn't been in the film in a while. I'd have to check that out. Uh, I don't know where he's been, but it's cool to see him back. I'd like to see if that movie's any good. If it's cool, you know, check it out. Um, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick all the way, man. And I guess, you know, Brendan Fraser for The Whale. You know, I did not see it. Uh, I don't know where to see it. Uh, I did see Elvis, though. And let me tell you this, Austin Butler played him pretty well, but I have seen him in interviews after he played Elvis. And I saw it before, too. I saw, like, a TikTok or a fucking Instagram, you know, real thing of Austin Butler's voice before and act after the role. And I gotta tell you, I think he might be a little, uh, little mentally ill there. He might have uh, not be able to firmly let go of Elvis. It seems to be imprinted on his brain, the way he talks, the way he acts, the coolness. I don't know, I think some might be up there. I think, you know, method acting probably made him sick. That's just my stupid-ass uh, assumption, my observation. But just look at the facts, look at the tape, play it back. Watch him before Elvis and after Elvis. Big changes. Probably not the best choice for me to use mental illness, but definitely something might have been imprinted on his brain after he played the king of rock and roll. So, uh, yeah, that's just my thoughts. Let's go Top Gun. I believe in you. If the American people want to see real cinema win, you will root for Top Gun Maverick because that movie is cinema. That film is cinema. Let me just look at the fucking 
Let me look at the fucking nominees real quick. Before I make a full-on endorsement of Top Gun Maverick. Oscar nominations 2023. <clears throat> and we'll just look at the best picture because that's really the big one. That's what matters. Number one. Well, not number one, but Top Gun Maverick. Uh, let's see. Woman Talking. Haven't seen that. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Have not seen that. The Banshees of Inisharan. Inisharan? Don't know what that is. Triangles of Sadness. Why the fuck would anybody want to watch that? The Fablemans. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay, that one might actually take it. That movie was lit. That movie was pretty, like, well-made. Like, made. Story was sad. Story was pretty cool, though. Crazy visuals. Crazy story. That one might win. That one, if anything's going to be Top Gun Maverick, that, that might actually do it, in my opinion. Avatar The Way of Water, nope. It was good, but it, not best picture worthy. Definitely definitely shouldn't be there. Elvis, I mean, he Austin Butler was good. It's kind of like a it's kind of like the Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like you're good because of the artist that you're playing and the life that he had was crazy and the artist was good and obviously you made a decent movie depicting his life. But that is that enough for it to be nominated? I don't think so. I mean, it was a good film, but like best picture? No. And then Tar. Never heard of it. Um probably probably shit to be honest. Uh well, those are the nominations. Um, Top Gun all the way, baby. Top Gun all the way. Let's go. Tom Cruise, F-18, director Joseph Kaczynski. Let's go. For the win. Um, anyways, people, that's going to be it for me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. You can find this episode and every other episode of this podcast on Apple Mu- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. New episodes drop every Thursday morning. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, uh, rate. Uh, did I say that? Uh, like, comment, all that shit. Do all that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I will see you guys next week. Peace.